Hey folks, what's going on? Hope you're doing amazing. I am super looking forward to uh, talking about chapter 5. And that is basically the summation of all the work that we've done previously. Um, and is essentially two sections in chapter 5, which I call maintenance. But it's really two things. It's one, it's one doing maintenance on what you've done to date. And then continually going back through this system um, and establishing for yourself constantly uh, that safety, the feeling of safety, the cleanliness in your environment, uh, and, and then reinforcing or building new systems that are going to facilitate the growth um, that you are, uh, you know, planting and, and, and building into your environment and then following through and doing maintenance and taking care of those things. Um, and then doing the seasonal work, there's a whole, all of that stuff is essentially set up. Maintenance is taking care of what you build. So like, it's a very, it's not like, okay, now you can relax and no, you're basically, <laughs> you know, if you do this all well, it might take you a couple years to build a garden. But then you're going to have a garden for a couple decades. So really, maintenance is like, it's, that's the whole point is to get to that space and to be able to like live in the garden and, and have a garden and take care of it and grow things and harvest and all of this good stuff. Uh, that's the point. And you know how much work that is and there is in that space and how much that involves? It's, it's voluminous, but... but the point is to the point of the book is to get to that space and then you know maybe in another book we'll talk about more in depth like what that means you can hear the breeze behind me the trees rustling in the wind it's been kind of windy i was gonna record yesterday but it was so windy i couldn't record i don't have a studio i just record outside as you have listened to i'm sure in all the other episodes uh, leading up to this, the cows and the chickens and the, and the, uh, sheep in the background. So anyways, uh, I apologize if it's a little bit too much, but, um, the whole point essentially is to get to that maintenance space. And so there's two sections of this whole thing, which is one, getting your space to a garden and then upkeeping that garden. So... So it's, it's a whole like world in of itself. Like how do you upkeep and take care of a garden? How do you follow through? How do you do the seasonal work on a garden that is going to be incredibly valuable and, and beneficial for the year over year growth and development of, of your plants and your ecosystem and, and everything stacking upon each other and deepening in a, in a very sort of uh, in a way that it magnifies all of the other elements, like all of the elements magnify each other. They create this perpetual um, and like systematic growth on a real, what's the word? When something scales at a very, very high like space. Um, the point is, is that these things, they all work together to create this, and, and the facilitation of that is a very deep work and process. So maintenance is really 
what we're what like I said what we're looking to get to and what we're looking forward to and the process of maintenance essentially means going through more or less the same thing year over year with new growth and with new circumstances and with new things and and all of this stuff but once you get into it it's like it's basically the same actions like the same moves over and over again that you're doing and you're employing those moves upon just whatever it is that you have you know obviously it'll change depending on what's going on in your space but it's more or less the same thing there's seasons and those seasons involve certain types of work and you basically follow the seasonal calendar and you move through it in a way where you are sort of riding this like cyclical wave every single year that comes through uh and this is a very it's not like you might be like okay well that's for plants but you know (laughs) i'm not a plant bro and like that's you know not how my like it doesn't work that way it's not like every year there's one big actually it is that way you also are very much an extension of the natural world and you're much deeper than the natural world you know jewish mysticism will tell you that you have a soul and that you have a very a soul that's deeply connected into the creator of the universe the source of all that was is and ever will be you have the deepest thing that ever exists living inside of you and you are made up of the materials of this world and and therefore you share in the same laws and the rules of this material world an elemental world this natural world but you can also rise above them in many ways and you can you can become a master over those so So, yes, we have a relationship with the cycles and with the seasons. And it's really important to have a connection with that in some way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, nowadays, this dialogue is kind of hard to have with people because we've transported our lives into an online or, or inside space. So we've lost this connection to the natural like seasonal cyclical calendar um and it's a it's a shame and and you know we see the results of it in forms of let's say burnout you know people burn out from work it's like in the tech industry why why do you have so many people in the tech industry going through burnout well because there's no there's no modulation there's no natural tide of when the energy comes in and when it goes out and when to work and when not to work they don't have that that baseline in this sort of artificially created environment so you go into a tech office and you can work 20 hours a day because you have led lights and you have computers and you can connect to every part of the world and so you, you completely forget about your physical anatomy and, and it, will, 
it'll come back and tell you eventually that, hey, man, you got to like, we got to connect these two. It's not that you can't be a tech entrepreneur. It's not that you can't be somebody who works online. Of course you can. But you have to at least acknowledge what you have and then and, and pay it its respects because you're functioning through that body. You're functioning through your mind, your emotions, your your soul, your spirit. You're, you are engaging with the tech. Who's engaging with the tech? You're engaging with the tech. So if you're going to be, you know, operating in, a, in, a, in a, any sort of functional way, it has to be done with respects to your seasonal calendar and and it's and and this is again this isn't to say that like this isn't an excuse for anything else it's just it's like let's just talk about health and wellness it's not like this means you don't get to work and this means that you don't have to show up this means that you don't have to work hard and this is like your doctor's note to like you know not go, you know, not push hard. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you need to learn how to take care of your system and you need to learn how to incorporate, you know, the rise and the falls because those are healthy. It can't just be rise and it won't just be rise. And if you try to artificially create just a rise, just high, just high, just, just get high, just smoke weed, just, just drink caffeine, just go, 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 all night, work 20 hours a day, non-stop, just kill yourself, you're going to come down, right? And this is like the seasonal calendar, and you're going to come down hard. And this is the seasonal calendar. So every year, there is a rise and a fall. There is a summer and a winter. There's a spring and a fall. There is you know, in the summer, there's really long days. In the winter, there's really short days. And there's different types of work that you do in different parts of the year. Obviously, it's not going to be, um, especially when we're talking about this, it's not going to be literal. Um, but it, it, it is, it, I mean, you know, you'd be surprised, actually. I'm surprised. It is, it, it transposes incredibly actually because let's say let's talk about the tech job what happens when you're like going for a launch right you're like we're launching a new product we're launching a new thing whatever it is and you may you have this big launch there's a big build-up for the launch you do the launch there's a lot of follow-through with the launch like the launch might take you know at least two months to, to like at least you know a proper launch is really set up like months and months in advance um that's a season that's a whole season and and it's like it's like a springtime right like a spring is this launch what happens in spring you launch launch out boom and then when you launch eventually what happens is the 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 whole system moves forward it grows it continues to catch take root deepen and then eventually it'll bear fruit and then you come around and you go into your harvest time and it goes into this cyclical patterning and the day in day out work is showing up to your office making sure that everything's working smooth 
making sure that everything is good, going out of your way and double checking the fine. You can just go and like look at things like really quick. Everything good? Yeah, okay, great. And walk and walk away. That's not how you ensure that things run smoothly though. You, re you ensure that things run smoothly by doing tests. You go, you check on things. You check on the health of certain things. You check in with team members. You go, you check in on each of the plants in your, in your garden. You go and you check on the irrigation system in your garden. You go and you check on how the, how the you know, whatever it's gonna be in your tech office, the code is going, how the, how the project manager is doing, how the, the, you know, the website hosting, I don't know, I'm making things up, but like, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, how is the product team doing? How are they doing? You know, they've been having a lot of pressure on them recently. How can I take care of them a little bit better? And once you make sure that everything, once you make sure that everything is running smoothly, everything is going good, now there's gonna be constant work to move the ball forward that is the work of the day, of the week, of the month, right? Tech moves super fast, so there's always something to do. So what's the, what's the task for the week, right? Like maybe you're in the season to be, you know, I don't know, there's gonna be some sort of job that you're working on right now that is going to be the job of the season. And your job is to get in there every single day, get up early, go in, make sure everything is smooth. First of all, I didn't even start well. You should have prepared everything the day before. You make sure everything is set up for the next day. You make sure all your tools are ready to go. You make sure the office is ready to go. You make sure everybody's gonna have what they need tomorrow. And you even go above and beyond and make sure that everybody has like full on what they need for tomorrow. You make sure that people are gonna feel good. You get the office space set up. You completely prep everything prep work and then you get up early and you show up to the office and you bring really good vibes and you go in and you hang out with you go you know you're not bringing in junk food but you can bring in some like fun like snacks or something like healthy stuff that's like you know gonna sort of light the guys up the girls up whatever like light the people up bring in good vibes make sure everything's running smooth check everything Make sure it's all going good. And then you're moving forward and you're pushing forward on whatever that project is, is that you're working on. And that's how you continually push and bring the line forward and continually move the needle forward towards growth and into growth. That's how it's done. And it's gonna be something where it's like, okay, we did X amount today. Did you get everything done? No, it's gonna be impossible to get everything done in one day. These are jobs that require Time. They require seasons. They require weeks and months. If you're going to go in, let's say you have a big farm, you have a big orchard, and it's time to prune all of the trees. You know what happens? It's the same thing. You go in and you go and you prep all the work. You prep all the saws. You prep all the snippers, all the clippers. You prep everything. You make sure your food is set for the next day. You have everything ready to go. You put your clothes out. You prepare mentally what you know what you're going to do. And then you get up really early and you go out with your team and you, you know, have some, you know, coffee, or some water, some lemon water, some coffee early in the morning. Maybe you guys do like a group, like uniting bonding session. Like here we, we all, we pray together um, out here. I'm a, I'm a religious Jew. So 
we all like do uh, morning davening, essentially like a really, not exactly meditation, you're more like speaking to the source of the universe, you're talking to God, but, but it's a very deep meditation that you do as a group, and there's a lot of uh, really cool, it's very bonding, it's very good, it's very connective, um, and we do that every morning, you know, it doesn't have to be a religious thing, but you know, if you're a tech team, it could be, you know, you're going and you're, you do something every single morning. It literally could be five, ten minutes. It's like, depending on the office culture. But this is how you build office culture. You go and you build these things into the system. Where you say, every morning before, I mean, instead of just showing up and just be like, sitting down at the computer, okay, stress, like, uh, I got to do this, responsibilities, da 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 You're like, oh, man, I'm gonna, uh, this guy's going to be annoyed at me. Before you just get in, you go straight to that thing. Everybody gets to the office. They feel good. They... They put their stuff down. I mean, they're human too. This is what I'm talking about: respecting the, 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 the nature of who you are. You're a human being. Like just to sh- like, you're not a robot. And when you treat somebody like a human being, you're gonna get better results than a robot. Okay, robot has its place, but a human being can do what a robot cannot. I don't care what AI stuff they do it's not, a human being is different than a robot a robot doesn't have a soul a robot doesn't have higher capacity of of functioning you're a human and if you treat yourself like a human you're going to get amazing results and if you treat your team like a human you're going to get amazing results this is called taking care of your space taking care of the nature taking care of the ecosystem that you're a part of and so when you go in you start talking, You everybody puts their stuff down, you know, maybe people come in at like a couple, you know, varying times, but it's like every day at 9.15, we all do this bonding, um, you know, group group bonding exercise, whatever you call it, whatever you want, um, and, and we all like shake it out, we all, you know, kind of, we get in a circle, we all, you know, hold hands, and we, you know, jump up and down, we do big breathing exercise. We do some jumping jacks. We get down. We do a couple push-ups. We do some, you know, we do some squats. We tell, you know, we share maybe one or two things. Like somebody shares, like, you know, something like this. Like you start, you, you, you're creating symmetry in the work environment. Instead of everybody's by themselves, you're creating a, a unit. And the unit is infinitely more powerful than everybody for themselves. Everybody for themselves is called is called Darwinism, right? Or you know, whatever whatever Darwinism is just sort of a cliche tag word nowadays for just like competition, you know, base level natural biology of you know, and we're so much more than that. We're so much bigger and deeper than that. Um, and if you look at the world in that way, you can be more than that. But if you only approach life from that Darwinist space, you're gonna live in that space. So, but you don't have to live in that space, is my point. So, so you, you can be so much more, and your company can be so much more than that. Um, but it has to be functioning in that way, uh, and you have to really make it an intentional thing. So, when everybody syncs up, it's much more powerful. They can have so much better relationships. They can be uh, not scared of each other and not scared of like deadlines that they like. They're not going to be scared of deadlines. They're going to laugh at deadlines. They're going to be like, oh, my deadline is April. I'm going to get it done by March. Like 
like this it's not you, they they get they get, you give them a desire you know and this is what happens when you take care of your space this is really what happens when you take care of your ecosystem because they, i mean there's been studies that have been put out that show that plants respond to your vibrational frequency and that's not just some hippie woo woo you know, smoke a, smoke the ganj and like feel it, bro. Like, it really is how you approach a situation. Your situation is going to respond based on how you approach it, right? So, so it's just a reaction. That's all that's happening. It's like, it's like, oh, did, is that such a crazy idea that you're saying the plant is going to react to you? It's not like some inanimate object. It's a it's a real life force that's growing. It's a plant, a living thing, you know. And so if you're coming at it with this hatred, obviously it's going to manifest itself on a chemical level. We happen to see it on a chemical level. We can see it on a chemical level. But, but like, you know, I don't know. It seems like we've lost this, like, connection with many different things, particularly with ourselves. And that manifests itself in many outside places. So, so... It's like, whoa, did you know that plants, they chemically respond to, to the way that you talk to them? It's like, well, like, how about we say it this way? Anything that you talk to is going to respond to you in the way that you are approaching it, right? So if you, if you let's just say you go up to a cow, right? You go, you show up, and you start talking. You know, you go to a cow. If you if you if you've if you've ever worked with animals, you'll know this. Particularly big animals, like let's say a bull, because a female cow they're really generally pretty docile, and you can do whatever you want nearby them. But something more aggressive, let's say, they still react. It's just you're not going to see the reaction as loud, let's say. But if you go to a um, like let's say a bull, an aggressive bull. And if you are super, like, they will feel your energy from a mile away. And if when you show up as a aggressive, ah, I'm gonna blah blah blah, you're gonna blah blah blah, it's gonna respond to you, and it could be really, you know, it could be really not good depending on the situation. If you're anxious, they feel that. If you are now also, if you are exercising, so, like control over yourself and a dominance over the space and like a kingship over the space at the end of the day you're the human and it's the animal so you know it belongs to you you are the owner of it and you are there to take care of it you are there to shepherd it and grow it and and facilitate its life um but you know so let's not make a difference here let's not like try to put animals and humans on the same plane um, unfortunately, I think also that's another big problem that we do nowadays, I think, because we've lost our sense of direction in a major way. So we just sort of equate ourselves with the rest of the biological world, which is just not true. We're so much deeper than the biological world. Um, and we have a biology, but it doesn't mean we are our biology, right? It's a major difference there. So, um... When you go and you approach this animal, if you approach it from this like calm demeanor with a lot of exercise over your control and you can dictate the pace of this relationship, then it, it, will, it knows that. It will respond to you. Even if it's an aggressive bull, sometimes you have to, resp sometimes you have to engage with it in an aggressive manner. 
depending on the situation. But nonetheless, no matter what happens, it's going to react to you. So everything is going to react. If you have a company, don't think that you can just like avoid problems. If you, the more, the more of a position let's call it power, I guess, because everybody wants power. The more position of power you're in, the more responsibility you have. And the more responsibility you take, the greater level of, I don't like the word power because it implies a lot of bad things, but like the more responsibility you take, the more, let's call it kingship, because there's a great word in Hebrew called, name, uh, say, malchus. It means like your kingship. Malchut, mal, mal a melech is a king and and a malchut is like his kingship and because when you're a king it doesn't it's not just a power thing right like when you're a king you are essentially the caretaker you are the guardian of your kingdom and so your job is to constantly be make you are the provider for the kingdom let's get this straight right the king is not supposed to sit there and be drunk and fat, right? Like the king should be the warrior. Like he is the warrior. Like nobody, like, it's like, oh God, he's coming. You know, like, you don't, don't, that's what a king is, right? And, and we've lost that. We're getting it back, but we've lost it. And, and when you take responsibility, you're taking for yourself this level of kingship. And so it's a very big thing to do to take responsibility. So if you're the CEO of a company, what you have is you have a certain level of, of kingship in the world. Your company is like your kingdom and you are the king if you're the CEO and you have ministers and princes and all of these different things in your kingdom. And you are responsible for creating the culture in that kingdom. And if all of and it's an ecosystem. And if your ecosystem is not connected and you're not there making sure that it's operating and you're not respecting you're not deeply caring about your ecosystem it's going to have lots of problems period end of story there's no negotiation on that. that's just how it works so your responsibility now you don't have to take that responsibility on right like but if you want but also the paycheck the biggest paycheck goes to the ceo the biggest reward goes to the king right it's like the king so with great, you know, the famous, uh, the famous, the famous Spider-Man quote, right? With great power comes great responsibility. No, the other way around. With great responsibility comes great power. When you take responsibility, you're acquiring for yourself this kingship. And that means that you have now, like, let's call that kingship, that kingdom, like a garden, your garden. So on some level, we all have this kingship, this, this over ourselves, right? We all have our own space. We all, you are the king of yourself, you know, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you are. So even if you want to avoid that, you can't avoid that one. You can't, you can't, you know, you can avoid every single other one up until that one. And then as you start layering on responsibilities, you, you, you have to own them and you can't avoid those can't avoid those either like if when you have kids i mean you can choose to avoid them but it's going to negatively manifest itself in your life period so your your ecosystem your kingdom needs your constant attention constant attention every day all the time 
I, I've spoken about this in a, in a number of ways. Like one of the things is you can't outsource parenting, right? You can't outsource, it needs your attention. You can outsource things that are going to facilitate you being able to provide your energy to your space. But, but you know, don't get it twisted. You need to be involving yourself very deeply with your ecosystem at all times. And to the level of that individual, everybody to their own level. So some people are able to have very great kingdoms and they're able to scale it and have lots of involvement across the board and deeply scale that space. Other people are going to have smaller kingdoms and it's not better or worse. People need to have their different, it's all appropriate to that individual. Somebody who has a very small kingdom, let's say, and, um, treats it with a lot of love and care and it's beautiful and it's healthy and it runs and it's super great that's amazing and is better than somebody who has a very great kingdom and uh has the great potential for great kingdom and it does all sorts of things um to make a really big and bad and unhealthy kingdom right so it's like bigger is not better per se right so it's just a matter of how you're engaging with it. So this this last chapter of of maintenance is really, like I said, it's two sections. One is is taking care of of everything you've done up until this point, and then two, it's continuing to it's continuing to go through all of the things that we've done up until this point. And we're going to and we're going to further push out and deepen our space. So so the more you go into this, the deeper, like in a garden, you would say the the more biodiversity you can create. The more maybe you have one acre of land. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna go to two acres of land, but it means that like you now have more trees, you have more things growing, you have way healthier relationships in the garden all of these different things are, are, are interacting in much healthier ways. There's much more life going on. More birds have come in, more animals have come in, more um, healthy bugs have come in, more all of it, you know. Um, and so this is, this is what we're talking about. I go through the book, basically, what a number of these things are going to be that you're going to have to do in maintenance. Um, I'm not going to go deeply into them all right now. Um, one, because I don't have the time, but maybe I will do it in another one, but, um, is to basically like, what is the, what is, what is, what does it mean to be involved in maintenance, um, on a sort of calendar year cycle? What is a, what is a typical calendar year look like in the garden? And this is, this is going to be obviously um, deep personal work that we're really talking about here. But the way that it would look in a garden is going to be every year you're going to be pruning or every year you're going to be like seeding, planting, uh, weeding, mulching, guiding, um, you're going to be fixing fences. You're going to be fixing irrigation. You're going to be pruning trees. You're going to be pruning things. You're going to be 
Um, you know, if you have animals, it's giving birth or it's grafting off of trees or taking, you know, new seeds and developing them. Um, it's going to be going through and starting to move into a um, fuller development when the trees come into their, you know, start to come into a bloom, start to guide them. Um, vines, if you have vines, starting to guide those. Moving into harvest, harvest, and then um, processing of whatever it is that you harvest and, you know, storing it or selling it or whatever it is. Um, and then you go back through it and you compost all of the uh, dead growth that was there um, that you, that, you know, you've pruned off, you compost all of these different things and you move back through. That's just like, I'm just running through things off the top of my head, but that's going to go, um, that's a seasonal cycle and that's going to, I mean, sorry, a yearly cycle with its appropriate seasons. And that's, that happens every single year. And so I go deeply into the, in, I go into the book of like what that means and what each one of those mean. They all, they all have significance. Like, it's not like, they're not just like rant. They're not just, you know, like, Oh yeah. They, they, like they all have a significance of what that would look like for you in your space. Every single year, you have to clean your space. You have to clean your emotional space. Every single year, you have to make sure that you have the right systems in place in your life. Every single year, you need to make sure that you're headed in the right direction. You need to, if it's the right direction, then you need to deepen that direction. You need to grow in that space. Every single year, we're doing this work on ourselves and you have to. Every single year, we need to be moving the needle forward. If you're not, then you're stagnating. You know, and, and it doesn't mean that you have to expand. It doesn't mean that you have to go from, you know, in terms of quantity or like expansion of size, but it like, but it does mean that you have to care for all of the things that you do have. That's the whole idea of maintenance. So if you care for all of the things that you have, naturally what happens is those things expand, those things grow. So it doesn't mean you have to plant new trees and you have to expand and you have to buy more land and you have to do all of this stuff. It doesn't mean that. It means taking care of your things and when you take care of your things, you naturally grow, right? Every year, your trees are gonna grow more. Your skills are gonna grow more. You're gonna become more mature, more developed, more capable, more all of these things, right? And so this is the whole, this is the whole idea of maintenance. And then being able to go through that from the beginning and start over <laughs> and, and constantly be in, like, be able to constantly say, am I in danger somewhere in my life? Is this like, you know, and it could be in small ways. It's not going to necessarily be like you have to save your entire life and start over from scratch and move to a new place and like, you know, or like call like god forbid child protective services and like start like if you're in serious danger right that's kind of like where the book starts out it's like if you're in serious danger you need to get the safety now and then you need to feel that safety and then you go through the process right and so it doesn't have to be that your whole life's in danger it just has to mean like where is there a danger in your life and then you have to approach that that area of your life with the same process and you say okay maybe i'm in like a financial risk that i don't need to be in is there a certain type of like financial you know i'm like i'm kind of hanging out over the limb right now i'm like hanging out over a space that would be it's not good that i'm just hanging out here i'm at a risk it's a it's a it's a danger right now it is real potential for danger 
Um, is, you know, what can I do to, you know, really uh, uh, make a difference in that space, right? And so, this, so we're looking to do this now. After you have established a garden, we're now looking to apply this same process to areas of our garden, right? The first, the first is just getting a garden in general, establishing a garden, and then it's doing this with, within your garden. Um, and this will pop up, and this just happens every single year. So that, that's kind of like a, sh a rundown of maintenance. I might do another one on maintenance if some other stuff pops up. I might go into the, um, what that means more, more deep. Obviously, there's more to talk about here. Um, I didn't, I don't, I definitely didn't get to it all today. I'm just kind of like flowing with it. Um, but um, anyways... A uh, little update on the book. It's going well, and the I'm, I'm going through the draft again and just cleaning it up. It's like every time I go through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was about to like, you know, I was ready to like publish that last draft. I thought that last draft was so good, and then I get to the, and then I start going through it again, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to really clean this up <laughs> every time. And so eventually, and I remember this from the first time, I published eventually you just have to publish it <laughs> eventually you just have to publish it. the first book I published I was like it was like really hard I was like very challenged to publish the book it was very challenging because I was just I was like growing still so much and it was like okay well you have to publish this because if you don't you're never going to because it's like you're always going to be growing in life so you know, so I know that that's going to be the same thing for this one. I'm kind of waiting. I'm going back through the book another time. Um, and this time, this pass on this draft, I'm going to finish this one and then I'm going to send it to an editor. And then we'll see what the editor says. And then, you know, we'll maybe do one or two more passes after the editor and then uh, move into publishing phase. So that's where we're at. And, uh, Otherwise, folks, I hope this is clear. I know this, I, maybe not like, I don't know, a lot of energy. I don't know if it was the most clear. I know there was a lot of background noise going on. So I apologize for that. Um, like the kids playing, but it's good background noise. There's a whole bunch of kids. There's chickens, there's birds, there's the breeze. It's good stuff. So, uh, you know, if you live in a city, maybe you can connect to the elements through uh, this podcast. So, yeah. So anyways, I hope, uh, hope you guys are doing great. Go get after it and uh, get up early, show up with good energy, bring the good vibes, be a good person, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.